Hey friends, it's Weston, and I wanted to take just a second to thank you for listening to the Bowling Green Christian Church Sermon Podcast. If someone recommended this message to you, I hope that it encourages you. If you're here getting caught up on a week you missed, I hope that it challenges you. And if you're a visitor checking us out, I hope that it helps you connect with Jesus and his church. Whoever you are, whenever you're ready to take your next step closer to Jesus or to connect with a BGCC family, know that we're here for you. You can learn more about how to connect with us by downloading our app when you text BGCC app to 77977. There in the app, you can submit prayer requests, find out about upcoming events, and even give to help support our ministry, including this podcast. It's my prayer that God uses this message to encourage and equip you to take your next best step in life, which is always one step closer to Jesus. There is way less people here on the first service. And they were louder than you all. So that says a lot about you guys, huh? Hmm. Weaklings. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's try that again. How are you all this morning? Great. Good. So excited to be at church, right? There we go. All right, we're getting there. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know if anybody else is as tired as I am, but I'm exhausted right now. Uh, I have been uh, honestly wrestling with this message a lot over the last easy 48 hours, um, just trying to figure out what God really wanted me to say, because this is something that's really close to my heart, something I've been struggling with, I mean, even since college. Uh, and so, and just excited to be able to talk to you about it too, though. Um, but just so you, in case you don't know, you didn't hear, my name is Nathan. I am the campus ministry director for the Christian Student Fellowship. Um, I'm also a member here at Bowling Green Christian Church, a uh, church that I love, a church that I love being at, um, and I just get excited for uh, so yeah, that's who I am, quick little, quick little thing, but um, I want to start with a story. I always love starting with stories before I, I get into the rest, because I want you to kind of know a little bit about myself and where I'm coming from. Uh, but today, specifically, we're going to be talking about the church, um, talking about well, how God has been kind of wrestling with things inside of me within the church. Um, and so I hope it goes well, um, and I... Honestly, I hope I step on some people's toes. Um, but the story I want to start with, and I know a lot of us have been at, either at this point now in your life or you've been at this point in your life where you've church hopped, where you've gone from church to church to church trying to figure out a place that you want to go, a place where you want to belong, a place that you feel welcomed, a place that has the things that you want, uh, a good, good pastor, good music, whatever it is. Um, you've done that. And so I did that a lot in college. A lot. Uh, it wasn't until junior, senior year that I actually was like, all right, I think this is the church I'm going to be at for a while. Um, I just I went searching all over the place. Uh, and so one of the churches I got to, got to go to um, was a friend of mine. He invited me. He said, hey, I'm getting baptized this Sunday. You should come. It's like, well, cool. It's an opportunity to go visit a church, but also to see a good friend of mine get baptized. This sounds great. So I get to this church. I went by myself. Um, didn't see him, uh, but I went ahead and, and sat down. Church isn't very big, 70, 80 people. Um, church service starts. They sing their first song. After the song, we have a greeting time, which you might not be familiar with because it's been so long, but that's when you talk to each other during the service. It's weird, I know. It's crazy. Um, but we had that time. That lasted for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> And then we sat back down, the pastor gets up on the stage, and he said, hey, it looks like we have a visitor in town today. 
I was like, well, first of all, in town, I'm from here, but it's fine. Uh, but he said, hey, you right there, stand up, tell us who you are. Oh, wow, this is happening. <laughs> I stand up. I'm Nathan, here visiting, seeing my buddy get baptized. I try to sit back down. He says, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> who are you, man? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your life? We're about to have a conversation in this church service. I'm freaking out right now. Uh, so I start telling them who I am. I start telling them what I do. I start all these types of things. And, and I'm, I want to sit down again because I'm starting to feel weird. I'm starting to sweat a bunch, you know. Uh, and he said, hey, why don't you, have got another minister here today. Why don't, why don't you just sit up on the stage with me this morning? What? <laughs> Okay, man. So I'm like squeezing through these people. I go up and sit on stage with this with the pastor, and I didn't know what I was doing. He had a few chairs up here, and he's preaching. And literally, this isn't even like an exaggeration, but he's in like this three point stance, giving some analogy about like sports and how God, you know, they do it a lot. Uh, but he's like in a three point stance, and he just stops in the middle of it and goes, "You've heard enough of me today. Let's bring up Nathan." I'm like, I'm like, what is going on right now? Uh, so I get up there and I'm like, hey, what am I supposed to say? He goes, I'll just share what God's putting on your heart. I said, fear. <laughs> um, but I, I spoke for like 10 minutes or so and just talked about things that God has been teaching me in the moment. And, and it went fine. And I sit back down. He gets up and shares a little bit longer. And, and then he says, hey, why don't, why don't you do the invitational as well? And I was like, Sure, do you want me to sing? You want me to lead worship? Like, I got this. Let's go. Um, I'm all in now. Uh, <laughs> so I get up, give the invitational, and after the invitational, you thought, you know, it's about done, but we still lasted about another hour. Um, and I forgot to tell the other service this because I just remembered it, but when my buddy got baptized, I was like over like looking at it, right? And he just pretty much pulls me and goes, no, 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 you're coming with me. And I was like, wait, I'm not getting in the water. He goes, oh, no, no, no but you're going to help me dunk them. And I was like, man, I'm like, I'm in this. Like every bit of this service, my first time ever attending, I'm, I, I was the service. <laughs> like it was crazy. Um, but with that being said, it was one of the churches I got to visit. It was unique. It was different. That was their way of welcoming people. Um, that was their way of saying, hey, we want you to be a part of what we're doing, which I loved. I really did enjoy that. Um, it did I mean, I had to go change shirts afterwards because I was drenched in sweat because I was so nervous the entire service because I didn't know what I was going to do next. Um, but I definitely felt welcomed. Uh, even after the service, I couldn't leave for a while because people kept coming and wanting to have conversations with me, which was fantastic. Um, but the point I'm trying to make here and what I want to try to make is today will be about the church. It'll be about um, how, how I have felt about the church over years how church has been hard for me, how church is hard for a lot of people, and how maybe we have taken church and made it something that maybe it, sh it shouldn't be. Uh, maybe, hopefully by the end of this, <laughs> we can maybe look and say, maybe this is Christ's missions for the church. Maybe we can look at it and say, well, this is why it's hard. Or maybe we can look at it and say, what, what specifically can we be doing as a church to change some of those things? So before I start, what I'd like to do is just pray. Um, pray for uh, the rest of this, this time. So let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day, this morning. Thank you for the opportunity that I have to come speak about what your, 
what you're doing in my heart right now, how, you, how I'm wrestling with things and you're continually trying to mold it together. God, I know so many people are struggling with, with church and what that means and what that is. And so God, I hope today you speak through me and help us to understand that more. So God, we're so thankful for you. And I pray that in your name. Amen. So when Weston leaves, I love being able to come up and speak and what, what God is sharing in my heart because he usually has like this, these outlines you, you know, wants you to do and all these types of things. And this time he said, just share. <laughs> Great. I love that. I love to talk. Um, and so I am super pumped that I get to do that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm going to be calling out the church and, and some of the reasons I've had such a hard time with the church over the years. Um, because one of the things that I got to do over the years, uh, especially in college, is I got to church hop. And with that comes, I, I talk to a lot of college students about their church hopping. <laughs> and I've just kind of been in, that, in that, that role for a long time where I get to see this happen all the time. And so one of the things that I continue to see within the church uh, is, is something that's hard for me, at least, um, is that we don't like to take criticism very well. Um, when, when, when someone wants to bring up things that are hard about the church, a lot of times the church wants to shut down. A lot of times the church wants to go, well, we're just different than these other ones, right? Or, well, this is, just, this is just who we are right now. We don't like to take that criticism and apply it to us and have it change our lives. So I want to start with this first verse today, James chapter 1, verse 27. It says this. Does this work now? Yeah. Uh, my eyes were right closed half the time in the back. Um, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So I do want to say this. Uh, as I'm going through some scripture, throughout the Bible, um, God, Jesus, Paul, whatever, is trying to tell us all the time that man, we're, we're messing things up a little bit. I mean, literally every single one of Paul's letters are to the church of, of that area, and he's literally calling them out for the things that they're doing wrong. He's literally saying, hey, maybe that's not right, change that. And so when I even read things within scripture, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, okay, how, is, how does this relate to us, the church? And so in this passage, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faithless is this. It's about to tell us, right? And it goes to to look after orphans and widows in their distress. One of the ways that I prepare um, for sermons and, and want to study scripture is I like to ask the students that I'm with in the ministry that I'm at uh, and just ask some questions about certain scripture that I'm reading and say, hey, what, what does this mean to you? And so I asked that question about the orphans and widows in their distress, and they said, well, it, it's, it's an opportunity for us to look out for the least of these. I said, okay, cool, uh, but what else? What else is this, what is this saying? And they're, you know, blank stares most of the time. I don't know, like, there, there are orphans and widows. I was like, yeah, okay, they're distressed. Yes, <laughs> you read it back to me. That's great. Um, but what, what more? How do you know that they're an orphan or a widow? How, how do you know that they're distressed in that moment? I, I had the opportunity to speak here, I don't know how long ago it was, a couple months ago, and one of the things uh, I spoke about was, as a church, we do kind of a poor job of getting to know others. Um, and so I, I take this passage and relate just to that. 
Like sometimes we're not going to know the people in our church until we get to know them. We're not going to know if they're orphans or widows, they're divorced, going through hard times, going through job loss, whatever, unless we get to know them. Because when you come into church, the thing that's, to me, it's hardest about church, when you come in, everyone comes and sits. Everyone has a smile on their face. Everyone is, is looking good, dressed up, whatever it may be. It seems the church is pretty perfect, singing songs, whatever it may be. But the reality of it is that there's people sitting all around us that are distressed. They're having a hard time. They're going through things. And we're called to look after those. We're called to look after those people. But we will never be able to look after them if we don't know that they're going through those things. And the next part was polluted by the world. I said, what does that mean to you guys? The students that I was talking to about this passage. And they said, well, I don't know. Uh, we talk about more worldly things than we do Jesus. And I said, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's good, yeah. But what else? And so they just started rattling things off. And the thing that kept popping in my head, which I was going to show pictures today, but uh, it, they weren't able to be clear up on the screen, was pictures of a bunch of different types of churches. Big ones, mega churches, small churches, churches that have crazy amounts of lights, churches that have no lights, churches where people are dancing in the back, people were, were churches where people are sitting and just praying, churches where they're on the beach, churches where they're, you know, in their home. There's like five people. And I, ha I had this vision of like, okay, I have all these churches, but at the same time, we look at this and say, what's been polluted? <laughs> by the world in, in this pictures, all these pictures. And the answer is kind of hard because the reality of it is the thing that's polluting our, our vision, our, our idea of church is honestly ourselves. So I church hopped all, a lot. <laughs> I went all over the place. But I can tell you one thing that was always the same. <laughs> the way we set up. <laughs> Man, we, we come in, we, we, we usually start with sometimes announcements or we, we have a couple songs that then transitions into a prayer, that transitions into the next thing. That we, we, and I, I bet here in BGCC, we can kind of guess what's going to come next because we came into a routine of things. And so every church had that. Every church has those types of things. And then I started church hopping and, and saying, well, I want to go to the church that has the cool lights. I want to go to the church that has the cool pastor. I want to go to the church that has my, like, the cool friends that I, I like the most. I wanted to go to these types of places. But the reality of it was, is I left all of those churches. I continued to church hop. So what was it that was missing? Because the idea of church had been polluted by the world in my brain. The idea of church to me was entertainment, was fun, was something more than what, what God had intended it to be in the, from the first place. And so I left those churches and I kept church hopping kept trying to find a place. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says this, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Again, um, I asked some college students, tell me, tell me what you see here. Um, tell me what's going on. They said, not neglecting to meet together. We have to meet as a church. I said, yeah, that's right, we do. But can I take you farther than that? Because the next part is to encourage one another. 
And you can get encouraged a little bit by, you know, what someone says on stage. You can get encouraged by a little bit by someone that passes by and says, hey, you look good today, and then they're gone, right? So, so how do we truly encourage one another? By not neglecting to meet together outside of these walls. Church isn't, isn't just inside these walls. Church is outside of these walls. And what I see happening over and over again is that we neglect to meet together outside of these walls. We get into a routine where we come, we walk, we walk in and we say, okay, this is good, but I'm just going to leave right after this. We neglect to meet with one another. So that way, the encouragement that we're actually looking for actually never happens. We might get a glimpse of encouragement, but we don't actually become encouraged. So for me, uh, and this is a part I wrestled with, and especially sharing today too, is when I was in college, I, one of the churches I came to visit was Bowling Green Christian Church. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. it. The worship was good. Uh, it was in the, the old sanctuary at the time. I, I loved singing in there. Um, the people uh, were, were good. Uh, things seemed to be going well. The sermons were all right. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They were good too. Um, but, I, but after four, five, six months, I left. I went somewhere else. Why did I leave? Why did I go somewhere else? I mean, they checked off a lot of things in my list, but what was it that wasn't being checked off? Because honestly, the things that I were looking for maybe wasn't the thing that was going to keep me there. Well, the thing that never happened in that six months is I never got asked one time to go to lunch. I never one time got asked, hey, let's hang out. I never once got asked, hey, how are you doing really? <laughs> like, what's really going on in your life? I mean, I had people come up to me and say, hey, good morning. And that was a service level. <laughs> that was it. And so for six months, I felt unknown. So my, my struggles with church before college just continued to go, even in college, even when I was, I was in fire for the Lord. And so as I continue to do college ministry, my heart continues to break because I'm continually seeing college students go through the same exact thing. Now I'm speaking just for the college students at this point because that's who I interact with the most, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot of people. But I see people coming in all the time and no one, wants, no one talks to them because we go into a routine of we go to church and we do the thing after the church, right? It's a meal, go out to lunch, whatever. But we forget, hey, maybe we should invite someone. Maybe we should take the next initiative, the next step and say, hey, how do we love that person? There's a story I heard um, and I, I really tried to look it up. I don't want to take credit for the story at all because it's not mine, <laughs> um, and I can't. I really can't find where I found it from. Uh, but it's a story about some a NASCAR team, and what it is is there was a NASCAR team. They had uh, three teammates, um, and what this this company did is they gave them all the same exact car, the same body type, the same weight, same engine, same everything is the exact same. And they told them, "All right, now go train and get ready to race." So they go out and train, get ready to race. Well, guess what? Somebody, somebody wins. Somebody comes in the middle of the pack. Somebody comes in last. 
Okay. They all did the same training, right? They all, they all have the same exact car, so what's the difference? It's the driver. It's the driver is what's the difference. And so I think about that, and I think about the church, and I'm like, we have, we have the car. <laughs> it's, it's here. It's just like a lot of the other cars. And this is the time I was going to show pictures of the churches, but it's just like a lot of the other churches. They have the walls. We have the worship. We have the pastor. We have people, right? But what are the people without driving? What is, what is this church without you all going out and loving people within these walls? Because I'll tell you right now, if we can't do it within these walls, we're not going to be able to do it outside these walls for sure. I think God wants to use each one of us to be a driver and to change lives for him. This quote uh, I'm going to read is from Southland Christian Church, uh, um, a, a cool church up in Lexington, a uh, church I went to before I came to Bowling Green. But it says, the church has complicated what Jesus intended to be simple. <laughs> the church has complicated what Jesus intended to be simple. Again, I had a hard time with church for a lot of reasons because I was going through things, but no one asked me. Um, college students that I get to meet, and then even now, after college students graduate and leave, I continually talk to them. I had a guy stay at my house last night. Has he found a church yet? No, and he's trying. He graduated three years ago. It breaks my heart because I think we have complicated what Jesus intended to be simple. We think we need all these types of things, right? We think we need the fancy lights. We need the cool sermons. We need, I should be wearing like, you know, like a t-shirt that's really long and all that type of stuff, but um, cooler, cooler shoes, I don't know. Uh, but we're, we're, we're complicating things because the reality of it is there's two things, really. Matthew 28, 19 through 20, which says, I, I feel like I could read this every single time I'm up here. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the ages. Man, pretty simple. We're supposed to go out and make disciples. If you don't know what that looks like, if you don't know how to do that, it's pretty simple. Jesus was asked at one point, hey, tell me what's the most important thing. And he said, plain and simple, love your God and love your neighbors. I think that's how we're going to start making disciples. I think when we start coming to church and saying, all right, how do I love people within these walls right now? Who have I not talked to today? Loving, loving God, loving people. I think every church should have a team, not a, just a welcoming team that stands out front and says, hey, welcome, I'm glad you're here. I think every church should have a team of people that say, hey, I would love to take people out to lunch that I don't know every single Sunday. And then the church just says, hey, we'll, we'll give you a gift card so it doesn't even cost you money. Like, we just want you to go have conversations with people. Make them feel welcomed and loved and cared for. Because he made it simple. Love your God, love others. I mean, you're not gonna do, you're not gonna steal if you love people. You're not gonna commit adultery if you love people. You're not gonna commit murder if you love people. It's not gonna do it. You're not gonna come to church sit and leave 
You're going to come to church and want to love people because we realize that's what God wanted us to do. Again, we were called to love people. I think one of the worst excuses that I've gotten from, from my friends and myself is, man, the people that come that are new, they could maybe try a little bit harder to, to get involved. Speaking from experience, much harder said than done. Speaking from all of the, the students, past and present, it's a lot harder said than done. I don't know why necessarily, other than the fact that maybe we're not reaching out like we're supposed to, but it's hard. Church is hard. Church is also hard because we're going through a lot of things that no one, that no one knows about, really. And so as I was preparing this message, as I was going through this, um, I had a friend of mine, a really, really special friend of mine, that said, hey, I have something that you should read. I said, oh, man, what is it? She's like, hey, it's, it's like a poem. I don't know, it's not a poem. I don't know what it is. It's just a long written thing. <laughs> uh, but it's really good, and it relates exactly to what I'm talking about. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I'll probably cry again. I did the first service. It gets me every time. Um, because I, I get it. Because I've struggled with church for so long. Because I've seen so many people struggling with it. I've seen so many people leave the church. I have so many friends that have come to even this church and have not come back and just said, I just can't do it. My heart breaks. So it goes like this. Church is hard. Church is hard for the person walking through the doors, afraid of judgment. Church is hard for the pastor's family under the microscope of the entire body. Church is hard for the prodigal soul returning home broken and battered by the world. Church is hard for the girl who looks like she has it all together but doesn't. Church is hard for the couple who fought the entire ride to service. Church is hard for the single mom surrounded by couples holding hands and seemingly perfect families. Church is hard for the widow and the widower with no invitation to lunch after church. Church is hard for the deacon with an estranged child. Church is hard for the person singing worship songs overwhelmed by the weight of the lyrics. Church is hard for the man insecure in his role as a leader. Church is hard for the wife who longs to be led by a righteous man. Church is hard for the nursery volunteer who desperately longs for a baby to love. Church is hard for the single woman and single man praying God brings him a mate. Church is hard for the teenage girl wearing a scarlet letter saying for mistakes. Church is hard for the sinners. Church is hard for me. It's hard because on the outside it all looks shiny and perfect. Sunday best in behavior and dress. However, underneath those layers you find a body of imperfect people, cardinal souls, selfish motives. But here's the beauty of church. Church isn't a building mentality or expectation. Church is a body. Church is a group of sinners saved by grace, living in fellowship as saints. Church is a body of believers bound as brothers and sisters by the internal love. Church is a holy ground where sinners stand as equals before the throne of grace. Church is a refuge for broken hearts and a training ground for the mighty warriors. Church is a converging in confrontation and invitation where sin is confronted and hearts are invited to seek restoration. Church is a lesson in faith and trust. Church is a bearer of burdens and a giver of hope. Church is a family, a family coming together, setting aside differences, forgetting past mistakes, rejoicing in the smallest of victories. Church, the body, 
and the circle of sinners turned saints is where he resides. And if we ask, he is faithful to come. So even on the hard days at church, the days when I'm at odds with a friend, when I've fought with my husband because we were late once again, when I've walked in bearing burdens heavier than my heart can handle, yet masking the pain with a smile on my face, when I've worn a scarlet letter or under the microscope, when I've longed for a baby to hold or fought tears as the lyrics were sung, when I've walked back in afraid and broken after walking away, I'll remember he has never failed to meet me there. It's by Jacob Waldron. Um, see, uh, I, again, have struggled um, for a long time with church because there's a lot of things that are said in there that I've just struggled with. A lot of things that are going on in my life, a lot of things that are going on in other people's lives that, man, that are hard. <laughs> you come to church and, and, and it just seems like, it seems like sometimes it's just all perfect. <laughs> you come to church and sometimes you just sit in the back and you, you worship and then you leave and it's just hard because you still feel unknown. The church is meant for more than that. The church is meant to go outside these walls, but again, like I said, if we can't love people inside these walls, we're not going to be able to love people outside of these walls. The church is meant for us to come and not just be about ourselves and check something off of a list of things that we did. The church is about an opportunity for us to praise God, to worship Him, not just with song, not just with listening to the message, but through our actions. And how do we show God that we love Him? We love others. Now, I don't know about you all, but you could probably look around the room and say, you don't know a few people in this room today. Well, what's stopping you from getting to know them today? Don't say COVID. <laughs> Go get to know them. Do it. Reach out. Love them. Because most likely there's somebody sitting next to you that's feeling that way, that's saying church is hard for me. I have a hard time sinning today in church. And I've had college students that have never been to church that are sometimes go and sit in a church and are feel so overwhelmed that it's hard for them to go back. And I would love for just a couple of people to go give them a hug and love them and let them know that it's okay to feel that way and that they're there for them. But it takes, it takes effort. So what I want to do is I want to pray. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray that this church can continue to grow. Um, like that song said, to put Christ in the center of it. And I think the only way to put Christ in the center of it is to realize what Jesus did for us. He sacrificed himself for us, even though he knew everything that we had done and been through. He gave his life for us. And he's asking us to do the same. He's asking us to not be so comfortable just coming in and sitting and leaving. He's asking us to sacrifice a little bit of your time to go get to know someone. He's asking us to sacrifice who you are to look more like him. And if you don't know him, I hope you, I hope you know that he sacrificed himself for you because he loves you and he cares about you more than anybody in this room can ever let you know. How do I know? Because I'm a failure of showing that type of love to people all the time. 
I wish I could show the type of love that you just showed 24-7, but I, I just can't. And I'm praying that God continues to help me show it at least part of the time. So I want to pray. Father, guys, thank you so much for this, this day, this morning. I, I'm so thankful for how you're changing my life. God, I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful that I'm here. I'm thankful that I'm a member. I'm thankful that this church is continuing to put Jesus in the center of it, that this church wants to take criticism and wants to change and wants to grow and wants to look more like you. But God, without, without us taking initiative and actually trying to change and, and getting into uncomfortable positions, then the change won't happen. So help change our hearts now. Help us to realize that it's about us. We need to put, be put in the driver's seat and start driving and realize that we have the capability because you gave it to us. God, you continue to be good and you continue to be gracious. Show me things and show us things that we'll never understand, but I pray we do one day. So God, we love you, we praise you. I pray in your name.